Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star rating. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. With us today is Brian Judd. Brian is the author of the book, How to Make Real Money Selling Books, and he is a special sales guru. You can find him at bookmarketingworks.com. We are thrilled to have him here today as an expert because our audience is so interested in book promotion, especially reasonably priced things. Thank you, Brian, for being with us. My pleasure, Claudia. I'm looking forward to it. Yay! Okay. So, I heard you on a podcast with uh, Dr. Judith Bryles. Am I saying that right? Bryles? And she's fabulous. Love her podcast. Um, but when I, I just, like, I was in the, in the car for an hour, and I was listening to all these tips and, and things that you were offering for authors, and I said, oh my gosh, I wish I had a piece of paper. I had to go back and listen to it and to pull out all the great things that you offered and, and shared with the audience. So, I thought maybe we could just start with the idea of special sales as you are a guru like a lot of authors don't even understand what special sales are that's very true and then i try to i start out explaining it it's uh, everything outside of bookstores but that doesn't really say what it is it says what it's not but uh really putting it, it's, it's it, I, I look at book marketing in two segments one is retail one's non-retail so retail includes bookstores. Most people start out just selling books through bookstores, Amazon or uh, Barnes & Noble or Independence. And I started doing that when I had my first book. And I found out about uh, distribution discounts and, and uh, getting paid 90 days and get, getting books returned that aren't sold. So I try to find a different way of, of selling my books. Just a real quick story. What I did, I, I started out writing a book about how to get a job. And I was laid off my job. I started uh, my own business as an author. So I had a lot of experience in, in, in uh, finding a job. So I wrote a book about that. And a really important question I asked myself, who else could use the information in my book? I was, I was trying to sell it in, in bookstores and people who didn't have a job. <laughs> they didn't want to buy a book. They wanted to go to the library and, and, and get it for free. So I thought, who else could use the information in my book? And I thought, college students. So I uh, started contacting college students and... Uh, sold a lot of books that way. Actually, there were 3,500 colleges. Each has a career development officer. I did a direct mail program, and within two weeks, I sold 3,500 books non-returnable. Wow. So they each bought one, so I, I got that. And then, uh, so then I thought, I started, well, I started doing uh, personal presentations at colleges, and I thought, who wants a college student to get a job more than the student does? Mm-hmm. Well, parents. So I got a list of the parents of graduating college seniors did a direct mail program and sold 10,000 books within within about three months. Wow. So I, I learned very quickly that selling books through bookstores is not a good way to sell books. 
But I also learned that, again, going back to my initial comment of retail and non-retail, that there are a lot of retail stores that sell books. And in, in a bookstore, you have the, the competition. If you go to the, the fiction uh, area, then you know, all the other romance books or thrillers are all, all together. Uh, all the other job search books are in one category. So I, I thought about where else uh, can somebody sell a book? And if you have, for example, have a children's book, you could sell it in supermarkets or you can sell it in airport stores. Uh, discount stores, or if you have a, a fiction, you sell it in, in all these places too. Airport stores or um, fiction outsells nonfiction in retail in general, generally speaking. So the idea is they want to find out who is the customer of your customer. So mm -hmm. your customer would be a supermarket. Who is the customer of a supermarket? Well, probably families, uh, people looking for uh, well food for their family, but they're also looking for other opportunities for entertainment and they have the the uh, book section in many supermarkets so that's a that's a great way again who's the uh the customer of an airport store well probably business travelers and families traveling so business books do well there uh, uh family books children's books do well so discount stores people looking to save a little money so that they're uh, they, they have a wide variety of books uh I found out I was at a supermarket one, at a pharmacy one time. I saw the wire rack that uh, sold books that uh, on a wide variety of topics, not just for health oriented, but for um, personal finance or children's books. So I, I found out how to sell books that way uh, through pharmacies. So these are uh, this company called Choice Books does that, choicebooks.org. So they will take your book to, uh, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. No, but, that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> But in selling, selling retail is exactly the same. Selling to a, a supermarket is the same way as selling through a bookstore. That you have to get a distributor or a wholesaler. They take your book to this end user, and they uh, and you get returns if they're not sold. But the you don't have to go and contact every supermarket or, or every airport store. So you find a distributor. It could be uh, ReaderLink.com is a distributor to these uh, warehouse clubs and, and discount stores and uh, supermarkets. And uh, so if you go to ReaderLink or, or Symac, S-Y-M-A-K sales.com, uh, they're in Canada. So you can get distribution in Canada and the U.S. But the most people start that way because it's it's just like selling through bookstores. You get that distributor and then the they sell the books. And, and, and the, the big thing about just in selling retail in general that uh, they don't care about your book. <laughs> that they, they, they want to make a profit. They want store traffic. They want to make a profit. They want uh, inventory turns. So when you submit your proposal to a distributor, half of it or, or more than half should be about your promotion because they want books that move off the shelf. If they don't want to see your book on the shelf, they want to see it at the cash register. Mm -hmm. So you can demonstrate the fact that you're doing the uh, the promotion to bring people in, they're much more likely to have your book, to choose your book to, to put on the shelf. So the that is, that is really probably the best place to start because you're already aware of, of how to make that work. Gotcha. So. Let me ask you a specific question about distribution because a lot of my authors, um, they may be self-published. And if they're self-published, a lot of them are only on Amazon, or they've picked Ingram Spark 
in order to um, get that help in distributing their books to online retailers and to bookstores and libraries. And is that an appropriate distributor for these types of special sales? Maybe. <laughs> no, that's an honest answer. That's what we want. In the sense that if that's all, if you're not really doing a lot of promotion, a lot of authors just don't want to promote. They want to just uh, write and sell. If you want to sell 10,000 books, you have to find 10,000 people to each buy one. And uh, Or if you go to special sales and one person to buy 10,000, we'll talk about that in, in non-retail in, in, in a moment. But an important point, Claudine, is what, what I did. I started my first, wrote my first book and people would say, you know, who's your publisher? You know, oh, proudly, I am. I did it. And okay, thanks, but no thanks. Right. But what I did is I started my own publishing company. It was Marketing Directions. And they said, who's your publisher? Uh, Marketing Directions. So I was no longer self-published. Yep. So I was published by a publisher. You bet. And they said, well, we're not familiar with them. So please have your publisher send us a copy of your book, which I did. And so it's, uh, I was, I never t- said I was self-published. Mm-hmm. This is, so if you, if you're, uh, your audience, just create an LLC or a DBA. Mm-hmm that and submit your book under that term and get a different uh, uh, email address and, and i use my wife's maiden name as the, the contact person yep so it, it just it made it seem like it was no longer self-published and that helped a lot because i got i wasn't immediately discounted <laughs> right right i like that to say way. you're you're yeah. traditionally publishing through your self-publishing company yeah but you just don't tell them that you're it's your right. publishing company right exactly it's not gonna be jed publishing right you know, right so right <laughs> Their name, but that, that helps a lot, Claudine, in, in the uh, the retail sector or the non. The, well, let's talk about retail. Continue on that area. So that the the idea is that the uh, the spine of the book is very important in retail because generally the spine is out, and so you want to be able to get to have a good type on that, and the cover design is very, very important. So, but the, the really the critical thing is the promotion that you do, and we can talk a lot about promotion if you, at some point if you like. But the idea is that you can. Uh, they want profit per square foot. They want inventory turns and store traffic. And yeah. those are the three hot buttons for, for any retailer. So you can do that. Uh, when you airport stores, mm-hmm. let's look at that for a moment. But airport stores, uh, their customers, the business traveler or the family. So you, you can get your books in there, but the through a distributor. However, they they'll, uh, the big stores, the uh, Hudson's and, and, and others, will charge twenty five hundred dollars a month to have your books in their stores, and it's hard to make a profit. Uh, the first twenty five hundred books just go to or twenty five hundred dollars go to the uh, the, the uh, retailer. So what I suggest is going to the airport website and, and look at the stores on different concourses. And for example, I was in the um, uh, airport recently in, in uh, Louisville. They have a Louisville Slugger store, uh, baseball bats on their on their uh, concourse. So I talked to them about, about having books about baseball. Uh, there was a, um, a PGA shop there, so we had books on golf. I talked to them about having books on golf. Non-competitive. You may be the only book in this whole store. So it's it's something that and they don't charge the the pay to play. So if the so if you think of, of how you can go to non-retail non-bookstore books the place to sell your books right so that's, that's the, the key for that so and it takes a little bit of creativity in this business because you're trying to get the attention of people 
above the clutter. There mm -hmm. are, I think, what, three or four million books published every year. Right. So that's a, right. a lot of a lot of clutter. So you need to be able to get uh, stand above that so you become noticed. And you do that through a little bit of creativity. Gotcha. For example, we're, we're airport stores have bookstores. Uh, airports have bookstores. Uh, bus stations, there's not enough room for a bookstore. Train stations, not enough books for a bookstore. So what we're doing, working with a company that we're creating a vending machine that will dispense books. Neat. So you have, this, you have this in the bus station, just in a little corner. You don't need a whole bookstore. Right. And But people, they, they have a three, four hour or more bus ride or a train ride. They want a book. And so we're looking at selling a lot of fiction that way. It's some nonfiction, but particularly fiction uh, through just through vending machines. I love so, that. Have to get the find a, 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 a find a problem, find a need, and fill it. As the the marketing instructors say, absolutely. So, if someone's listening who already has their book out and it's sitting on uh, maybe an Ingram Spark, is there a way for them to get the higher level of distribution needed to maybe get into some of these special areas? Well, if you don't have an exclusive agreement, sure, you can do it. Uh, that. You can contact the uh, choice books for the pharmacies, Real, uh, Reader Link or Cymac. Uh, so you can. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Those are the distributors for those outlets. That's correct. Yeah, and they're they're t they're they're not selling at bookstores, so you don't have that overlap. So you can have the retail the distribution to bookstores, but then you have these other distributors taking you to the other retail outlets that are non not bookstores. So there's no they're, they're mutually exclusive, and they they, they may want a. Reader Link may want an exclusive agreement for uh, airport stores or supermarkets. Well, that doesn't interfere with any uh, bookstore distribution that you have. Right. Okay. So before we leave this this topic, I was hope I, we I, I definitely need to ask you what you provide for authors because I know my audience and they're saying, I want this guy to help me. I can't do it myself. How how can I help? How how can I get help? And I know you offer things for authors in this area. So let's talk about that and then go to book promotion ideas. Sure. Well, there are a few ways, Claudine. Thank you. First of all, thank you for that question. I appreciate that. But uh, I run the Association of Publishers for Special Sales, bookapss.org. So our members, we help our members do what we're we have talked about and will talk about, contacting these non-bookstore buyers. We're the only association dedicated to selling books to special sales markets in the world. So we, that's one way we can help people. We do education uh, podcasts. Uh, we have book selling university. We do a, a lot of discount. Our members get discounts on shipping. They can save 40% on FedEx shipping, for example, because they'll be selling a lot of books and <laughs> they need that shipping discount. Yep. That, that's one, one opportunity. The other is I, I do one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting for one hour, five, 10 hours, or whatever amount of time people need. And we can do a, half, a 15 minute just free uh, uh, discussion if I can help you. That's something that they may have a great book, but uh, poetry uh, does not sell real well in, in retail markets. So I can talk to some people about it, but I try to be as blunt and as honest as why well, I am blunt and honest. Let, let know <laughs> that there are ways of selling poetry, but it, it is more more difficult. And then, so there's that. And then the third option is we have a program in which we work through a national network of about 60,000 promotional product salespeople. These are not book reps, but they're selling cameras and uh, keychains and coffee mugs to these not to corporations, associations. So we put uh, books in a search engine that's used by these, these people. And they, instead of selling coffee mugs, they sell books. Which is really, they love it because books can, first of all, much more valuable than a coffee mug. 
and it, it, it's about the same price and when discounted in, in quantity and it's something that we can customize it for a, a, a cookbook for example instead of the recipe calls for ketchup you know put a <laughs> cup of ketchup in this well put heinz ketchup in it and then heinz will pay you to, to sponsor your, your book and, and they'll, they'll they'll do that um something to libraries just a little quick aside here that if you go through a library wholesaler and then you sell one book to a library and then not return typically not returnable but you're only selling one book at a time and i'm still in bulk sales I, I, that's my uh area of expertise so what we'll do claudine is we'll go to a company and uh if there's a generic for fiction if there's a generic car that the character jumps in a car well maybe the character will jump in a bmw <laughs> and then the bmw's got their name throughout the book they'll buy five, four or five thousand books and give them to libraries one at a time they pay the shipping they they, they pay the buy from you they pay the shipping for you shipping to them and they ship it to the, to the libraries so again that's a little, little touch of creativity where you can try to eliminate the one at a time and where you pay the shipping and so it's and those books are not eternal because they have bmw in it uh, or yeah. if they choose not to then you go to some other car, car, car let me ask you to clarify that too because i know that's a new concept to people but the whole non-returnable idea i don't think a lot of authors are aware new authors that even that when you sell a book they can be returned and that affects your your income how does that work that's uh when Quick comment on that. I got books back with the uh, price sticker torn off, which took the ink off the cover. I got one, books, one book back, had a coffee ring on it. I assume somebody used it as a coaster. Oh, my ring. goodness. But yeah, you can't sell those, obviously. But what I did is I did a lot of radio uh, work, and I used I sold, I sent those to radio. Because they don't need a uh, first-quality copy because they're not going to show it on, on the air. But they want to see the book just to make them, so they can ask questions about it. So if the book wasn't really damaged, I would send it to – I would use that for these, these uh, stores – for the uh, uh, radio shows or, mm-hmm. or people who just wanted to see the, the content of the book and not the quality of it. Now, to your, your question about non-returnable, the we talked about retail. The other side is non-retail. Now, you're talking about corporations, associations, schools, the military, government. These people buy books in large quantities, not for resale. But they'll use it. To, the government will uh, just donate or give them to uh, people. The uh, military. Uh, I sold them a lot of my job search books to the military because the military is uh, the people that are put their extra years in and they wanted to leave and, and join the real, not the real world, they live in the public world. And they will. Uh, so I sold books to, to the government and they gave them to these or the, to the sold them through the um Either to the the, par- the, uh, the spouse of the service person who's also changing jobs every couple of years, so the military w- was was a good opportunity for. Uh, they're not just buying books on on military history; they're buying books on uh, abuse, uh, how to deal with the death of a, of a family member for for kids, how to deal with moving, changing schools every two years, uh, how to get a job. So they're looking for a lot of books, and there's a uh, the, the biggest exchange is the Army Air Force Exchange Service. It's A A F E S Army Air Force Exchange Service dot com. They sell fiction, they sell nonfiction, children's books. They have a wide variety of books that they sell to the, the entire family. If they can make the the family happy, then the service person will be more likely to reenlist. So they they have a lot of opportunities, a lot of uh, books for the entire family. 
So that is a uh, a great way to reach the military. Yeah, there's something that you don't think about. The military's families and the military is interested in helping the families cope, maybe, or sure. or, or or be you know um, have interest in other things. Well, and unfortunately, if there's a death of the service person or whatever, then they they want to help the kids deal with that and the spouse or abuse, unfortunately, the, these topics. But, yeah, it's for the entire family. But on a happier note, they're just trying to get the, uh, the family books on, on uh, personal finance. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's they're, they're really trying to help the, the entire family. So right. that is important. Or like my book, you know, make their dreams of writing come true. Yeah, there you go. So that's, that's great. Yeah. The... Uh, so I think you could sell that to uh, almost any book club or, or something. That, that, right. I don't know, when you, when you say something like that, just my mind goes. I know. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have interrupted you. But yeah, I. I um, oh, we're going to be talking, Brian. Oh, totally. We're talking. Here I For am, sure. To, my immediate thought was, how can I help you come up with, some, with your book? That's it. You go right into mode. Okay. We can do that later. Uh, but in terms of, so the military is great. And then corporations is pretty amazing. Like the whole idea that you could sell books in bulk to corporations, especially if you're somebody who maybe um, like me is a speaker and not shy and loves to talk, right? Is, but how do you do it? How do you do it? That's what these people want to know. Uh, if I may, but one one more comment about the military. Just, Absolutely. The, the way I, I got into that into the military was I got a call from a prison library one time in no. order to buy my search book. I said, "Why? Well, well people get out of prison. We want to make sure they know they're trained to get a job." And I never would have thought of that. Makes so perfect sense. The Federal Bureau of Prisons and sold fifteen hundred books Stop within it. a week. Stop it! And, and it was it was. It was great, and so and then, but then, then the thought came to me: Who else is in a similar position, with uh, a given amount of time for for something, and then they're released? So I thought the military—that's what got me into the military. Wow! So wow! This prison libraries it was a, uh, a great opportunity. So you can go there. Uh, the uh, programs like Book Behind Bars, uh, Books Behind Bars now is a, a group that gets books for uh, prison libraries. So these are uh, things that. Um, Books behind bars. And by the way, Brian Judd is our expert. His book, How to Make Real Money Selling Books, and you can find him at bookmarketingworks.com. Thank you. That's, that's good. So exciting. So just, uh, to, to corporation. These, these yes. are, are this is my favorite area. <laughs> you have the, uh, these books. First, I was in the corporate world. I, I was in a marketing director, VP of marketing for a Fortune company, Fortune 250 company. So I understand the use of books as promotional items, or not just books, but products as promotional items. We didn't even have books, but how to buy coffee mugs and, and, and use those to give away or keychains or, or whatever. So I uh, I knew how, to, how corporations use book, which, books, which was a, a, a nice leap for me. So what I would do, I would... Um, contact the uh, director of marketing of a company or perhaps the uh, human resources director. And I make the analogy <laughs> to a burglar that a uh, <laughs> burglar wants to get in your house and the front door is locked. They'll go in the, the window, they'll go in the garage, they'll go down the chimney, but if they want to get in, they'll get in. So what you need to do is the same thing with a corporation. You find out where, where's the place to start. 
it could be HR. If you have a book on on motivation, uh, that you might that you would have the uh, or, or productivity. You, you would have that um, sell out to HR. We had a company that wanted to reduce its healthcare costs. They wanted to decrease absenteeism. They want to increase productivity. So we had this book about walking. And the they had 10,000 employees. So we set up a continuity program with these people who have all these different products. So month one, each of the employees got a book on walking. 10,000 books sold immediately. Wow. We had the uh, month two, the, each person got a, a pedometer to keep track of their walking. This is before Fitbits. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the third month, they got a, a book on healthy eating. So the... Uh, they hired the author of the walking book as a spokesman. They paid him to travel around the country, talk about the benefits of a healthy lifestyle. Yep. Uh, their healthcare costs went down, absenteeism went down, productivity went up. So mm. Claudine, it's important to understand is that you're, they don't care about selling your book either. What <laughs> they want to do is solve a problem. So you have to have those, uh, find out what those pain points are. People call them pain points. I call them opportunity points. <laughs> you find out how you can solve their problem, and you get that. A question that I'll, I'll ask is, if you were to hire an assistant right now, today, what would you want that person to do in the next 90 days? One, two, and three. Then you know their opportunity points. Mm -hmm. what talk about that, how your content, if appropriate, will help them solve that problem. Or they're in a uh, another question I like is, is, is what if, or uh, tell me about your last promotional campaign. What went right? What went wrong? Then they tell you, and I said, well, what if we use this book as a way to uh, increase your sales or decrease your absenteeism or, or whatever? And then you get them started talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting point. And so you want to find out how they, how they, if they have used books before or how they use them. Another interesting quick vignette here is that uh, a corporate buyer may say to an author, you know, tell me about your book. Oh, wow. It's 300 pages. It's <laughs> great reviews. It's only 1495. It's got, it's got, look at these beautiful photographs and these testimonials. These are, these are great. And it's only 1495. If you buy 10,000 of them today, I'll give you 50% off. How many do you want? You know, boom, none. But right. then they, uh, a different situation the, the buyer says tell me about your book uh, certainly but may i ask you a couple of questions first oh sure have you ever used books as a promotional item before no we haven't w what do you use we use coffee mugs how do you use coffee mugs well when people come to our trade show we display we give them a coffee mug uh, so you have to ship store those yeah and then you, you ship them to each show yeah they have a break yeah Oh wow, that's great! How much? How many uh, coffee mugs do you normally buy? You usually buy five thousand at a time. So now, what do you know? First, you know their budget. Coffee mugs are three dollars or so, so their their, their budget is fifteen thousand dollars. They have pain points. They have, this, they have a storage cost. They have a shipping cost, and they have a, a damage a breakage cost. So if they use your ebook, we set this with us up with a, a one-time use code that they hand out a, a card with. They have maybe three or four different titles. And you say, which of these books would you like for free? Just hmm. thank you for visiting our booth. I really appreciate you know, coming and talking to us about our product, which is what they want. They don't care about your book. They want to sell their product. So then you give them this one-time use code, and they go to the website, which we set up for them. And they uh, will 
people go there and get a book for free. So it's, it's a unique item. It solves all their problems, and it helps them ingratiate themselves to these the people that are visiting their uh, their their exhibit. So just by changing the way you answer the question, think about solving their problem instead of selling your book. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and with the corporations, what I was thinking of um, is what you're doing there with providing the book really is you're telling your employees you care about them, right? Yeah. Especially in the health, right? And and same in the example that you just gave. You know, we, we care about the people who are coming to us and who are going to buy our product. That's pretty great. Another example of that, just to show that we care, is a company just, just uh, bought 52,000 books. That is a, is a book that they, they, the company makes um, the products for chemotherapy and radiation therapy. So they bought 52,000 books and put their name through, throughout it. And what they did, there was a book on uh, eating well through cancer, a book about it has to remain nutritious uh, and the nutritious recipes while you're going through these procedures. Right. So they right. gave them to the doctors who gave them to their patients. So that made the company look good, made the doctor look good because he was helping the patients nutritiously going through this. He, he understood what they were going through and wanted to help them. So everybody benefited from that. And we got paid for 52,000 books. That's amazing. That's And you know, it's funny, the audience can't see you, Brian, but oh my gosh, Brian is just lit up here. You can tell that you, you really hate this subject, don't you, Brian? I, I love it. I should tell you. I know you're being facetious, but it's something that, yeah, I... I I, I, I get I get a kick out of it, so it's something I, I do. And and the the ideas never stop coming. It seems that's a great point. Every every sale is different. The the book on cancer was different from the, the book on walking, and so every, every sale is different. Which that's what I love about it. That it's something that uh, it, it requires that, that creativity and thinking about uh, how can I solve this problem with my book. That's it. It's like a, it's like a little marketing puzzle. That's another benefit of our association, Claudine, too, is that if you go and you talk to a prospective buyer and they, they don't want your book uh, for whatever reason, but maybe another association member will have a book in which they're interested in. So now you become an agent <laughs> and, and you sell the other book and you make 15% of the sale. So it's by, we have a bookstore on our website that the authors can sell their books to the other members, but also for that purpose, that if you have a, uh, the opportunity for selling a book, then you can still make your 15%. So you can do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. So the, really the goal is to, if you want to sell a lot of books, the goal is to sell them in a way that are, they aren't returnable, which is what happens when you're selling to bookstores, right? And libraries. Yeah. And selling to, to, to governments is really uh, a couple of areas I can contact. I talk about associations, government, also in, in schools, but government, two things are important here. One, I had my job search book. And the point I want to make, I want to make here is that the form is, is a variable. It, you don't have to think about your, your form. So I took my book to the state, uh, the Connecticut, I live in Connecticut, went to the State Department of Labor and said, you talked about try to sell on my book and said, we love your book. We're not going to buy any. Well, <laughs> well we do a lot of workshops and you have a, a perfect bound book. You try to lay it flat. It just keeps coming back upon itself. So I took it to Staples, cut off the binding, put a wire binding on it and took it back to them. And they said, we love it. They put in a standing order for 8,000 books a quarter. Wow. And it was, uh, so who's doing your workshops? Oh, we have a variety of people. Well, why not have the author 
do the workshops. Yeah. And his my book as a as a textbook. So they hired me as a, as the seminar leader. They bought my books as the book to use for that. And then I took that model and went to other states and did the same thing. So wow. really had a good high quantity of of, of of printing, which dropped my my unit cost significantly. So I, I was making more money too. That's amazing. What about the binding? Didn't they like? The on a perfect bound book, you try to lay it flat. It yep. just falls up upon it. It doesn't lay flat. It keeps. You have to hold it both sides down and try to write on something. Right. So, it, so they just wanted something that would lay flat. That makes sense. So wire bounding binding just made it lay flat. That's so amazing. That, I never changed the word of it. Well, same thing with um, <laughs> with the college students, uh, Claudine. That college students are frugal. <laughs> yes. And they don't want to. They don't want to read a lot. I had two boys in college and re- realized that was the case. So I took the chapters out, resumes, cover letters, and in- in interviewing, telephone, prospecting, and made uh, 32-page booklets out of each chapter. So I never changed the word. It just created it's just a different form. Yes. The colleges bought, um, well, they, they would buy them and give them to the students. Yep. And if they 10,000 of each, I had eight different titles. They bought 10,000 of each title. I would print their college name on the books. And I uh, sold, sold, sold over 2 million of those booklets uh, in just a couple of years. Just, I only made 10 cents on each one, but you multiply that times 2 million, it adds up, which is an important part about pricing we can discuss uh, at, at some point. So the uh, I took that same concept to the state government of Connecticut. So, so they bought my booklets. And I shrink wrapped a set of these. So every time someone applied for their unemployment benefits, they got a package of eight booklets. Plus, I did a video. Uh, it was difficult for me to describe uh, facial expression, and, uh, <laughs> gestures, or posture, uh, and or voice. So I did uh, a video on that. And so it, it, when they went to Connecticut, they applied for the unemployment benefits. They had to watch that video. They got the booklets, and then they got the unemployment benefits. I took that same. Once I had that model in place. Took it everywhere stuff. else. Well, how about that? Um, not to get off the subject, but the, the, um, specifically, because I'm, I'm an accountant by trade. I mean, at least I was. I'm an author now. But I was an accountant, and I, that's the way I think. How do you get the initial meeting? Do you email? Do you call? Do you show up? Great question. Uh, yes. <laughs> All the above. <laughs> what I do, uh, Claudine, is, is I, I call first. And one, to find out if is the person still there. You can go to a directory and maybe a couple of years old and the person may not be there. Right. How's a person spelled his or her name? I was hiring people from the, uh, when I was in the corporate world, people sent a, a letter to me, a cover letter to Brian Judd, J-U-D-D. <laughs> and I automatically knew that they didn't do their homework for that. That's right. So, That's right. That, uh, so I would call first. And one thing I learned, that if you when, you, when you call, uh, the receptionist will say, uh, who'd you like to, with whom would you like to speak? Uh, oh, Brian Judd. Uh, what would you like to talk to him about? Uh, I have a book I want to talk, I want to sell to him. Okay, boom, write the voicemail. So what I do is say, uh, who'd you like to speak with? Oh, uh, accounts receivable, please. Sure, okay, boom. Hello, accounts receivable, how can I help you? How did I get you? I'm trying to get Judd over to marketing. Would you please switch me over? And they get right, it never, never goes in a voicemail because it's right. an internal call. And uh, so I, I use that today. It's a great way to, to get through the, the screen. The person's job is to keep you keep you out of it. But then, so if I, is that person still there? Has he or she spelled his name? 
And then the, they have to have a 20-second voicemail message in case you do get in, vo in voicemail. Just have 20 seconds. AIDA, attention, interest, desire, and action. Now, the same thing when you get in touch with people that you have to be able to get their attention. You don't, you don't want to say, I've got this great book for you. It's got, I have some, I have some uh, information or a product. You don't want to, I, I try not to say book because they trust it. Anyway, it's just, I have this product that's helped other companies that improve their, their profitability on introducing new products. And if I may just talk to you about it or for five minutes, or I can send you a copy of this, uh, this uh, well, by then we talked, it's a book. And so they'll most likely say, uh, send me a PDF or send me a copy of the book if they're really interested. And what I do, again, because the importance of calling, I'll say, we, we agree on the subject line. Because if, it, if, if they just see a, uh, an email from Brian Judd, boom, delete. But it, you know, it's you know, follow up to our call this morning at 10 o'clock. Yep. Like that. And then, or the, the, the information you requested on our discussion this morning. So they then they understand that, that they asked for that. Yes. So they they're, they're not going to de to delete it. And then I say then I give you a follow up. I call back. Did you receive it? Did everything everything come through okay? Yeah, I did. When should I when should I contact you again? So you never say, well, please give me a call when you when you've had a chance to read it. Right. Because <laughs> you never hear from them again probably. Exactly. They have other, a thousand other things they're, they're worried about. Right. So they'll say, well, um, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Why don't you give me a call in about three weeks? Right, right. Yeah, call to week. action, right? Give them. Exactly right. Yeah. And the so then and the receptionist said, What's the, why do you want to talk to him, Mr. Judge? Well, he asked me to give him a call today, so he's expecting my call. Yes. So they get boom, right through again. They, they don't get in a voicemail. Oh so these are just, uh, that's why I call, I call first. Then follow up. How would you like me to follow up? Do you like a copy of the book? Do you like a PDF? So now getting them involved, they're they're committing. Well, I would uh, a PDF is fine. I'm I'm I'm, I'm having a trip tomorrow. I'm uh, give me something to read on the plane. Right. So it's, uh, how would you like? When, when would you like me to contact you? Or when would you like me to follow up? So you're always getting their permission. They're, they're, what do you want to do? Not here's what I want you to do. Yes. So these are just uh, sales techniques that that it really will get you through the screen and get you through the opportunity and it will help you sell. Yep. And Then you get referrals from people. And, Say that uh, uh, Claudine over at uh, this company gave me your name to contact, and, and so she said you might be interested in this product because it helped her a lot. Yep. Oh, sure, I know. So I'll, you know, I'll talk to you. So get that referral. That's the best way to get through the screen. Right, right. Yeah, I really appreciate you going through that because sometimes when authors are learning things about book marketing and book selling and they're new at this, it, they, they, they're really down and dirty details are missing and they need them and and it can save them a lot of time and money if they have them it almost sounds like it would be a good idea maybe to have a script in front of you so that you keep on track maybe great idea that really is and it's, you want to have a script that's not word for word you don't read the script but have important words in a sequence you may have a sentence or something but after a while that you see that sentence you know this is what i need to say about that right what happened the attention getter is the important thing. Attention, interest, desire, action. Yep. So that attention that changes for every every audience. So if you have that script, that if you have a generic script that you read to everybody or you present to everybody, it's not going to be good. <clears throat> yeah, I make the analogy to uh, Arm and Hammer baking soda. <laughs> yeah, how is that used it, you know, uh, as a deodorant, uh, as a, to, as a toothpaste uh, for recipes? 
it's different for every the, the product itself has not changed but people use it differently mm-hmm. same with your book that the this is an identical book but the, the, the state government wants to use it for seminars the the, the media wants to use it to, for a good show for their guests the retail want want to use want to use your book for uh, for building store traffic and inventory turns a librarian wants to help their their patrons so they all have a different reason for using the identical content so it's like the arm and hammer baking soda that's a perfect but, analogy so you need to have that that script has to be different for each of these audiences because if you're talking about how it may uh, how to be more profitable the librarians will shut you off they don't care and vice versa yes so that it's the you need to have that script uh, say some of it uh, well for corporations you, you want to find out what their pain points are and then you can uh, address those or opportunity points there you go Thank I'm a good learner that. yes <laughs> Another another way to get in is uh, we can talk about associations for a moment. Sure. Okay, associations are great uh, opportunity for uh, if you're a burglar. First of all, what we do is go to the, the membership chair, and that person's job is to increase membership. So if your book is aligned with their cause, then they'll buy X thousand books, and when people join the association, renew their membership, they get a free copy of your book as a thank you. And if it's an ebook, it's even better. Then we'll go to the uh, the meeting planner. This is what uh, when you first uh, said you're a speaker, which really kind of piqued my interest in that because you go to the the meeting planner, and then you uh, talk about becoming a speaker at their upcoming event that you've already done your research on. So they'll say, well, "What's your speaking fee?" And first of all, you say, "Well, what's your budget?" <laughs> and then do that. But then what we what we've done, uh, Claudine, is we'll set up. A couple of things. You can adjust your speaking fee because they buy books. And then you may de- decrease your speaking fee depending on how many books they buy. And then we'll we'll sort of set up a program where they'll use your book as the early bird special. Right? If you register for this conference two months ahead of time, you get a free copy of the speaker's book as a thank you. Where they may buy it. We've had it where they'll buy it and just put it on each seat. When people come in, they have this, this book there. So the... The speaking opportunity is another way into the association. The uh, newsletter editor, that person's job is to put out a monthly, quarterly newsletter. And so we'll go to them and allow them to excerpt, particularly nonfiction, allow them to excerpt from the the book uh, for X hundred, whatever the, you want that excerpt. And they're, they're not going to pay for, pay for that. So will we cut them off instead of asking them to pay for us? We'll say, how about if... You know, there's no, there's no charge for this information. You can use it and just, if you, first of all, you talk to the bookstore manager and get your book in their bookstore. It's on their website. So they, in the newsletter, they just say, go to our store and buy it. But what we'll say, instead of paying us, how about if we barter that for a free ad? Sure, that sounds good. Okay, so now month one, you have excerpt. Month two, a free ad. Month three, perhaps a review. of Month four, an article that you've written for this newsletter. And boom, 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 you get the repetition and that's what really helps sell the book. So it's very so. Those are the different entry points for for becoming a burglar. Yes, yes, it's amazing. Thank you so much for all this great information. You know, Brian, we're going to have to do another interview because we. I really wanted to talk about the bracket system for book promotion, um, and but you did touch on a little bit just what you said there about free advertising for authors and how they can advertise their book without paying for an ad. Yeah, that's 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 a major point. That you don't have people say, "Well, I'm not going to advertise because it's so expensive." 
well, you can uh, do a work for hire and embroider an ad for that. Uh, the, the military, you can you can uh, donate uh, content or donate your books uh, or, or through the prison libraries, donate, and then you get free advertising or just barter that. And so we found that the bartering is a great way to get free free advertising. Yep. It's a, if you're aware of it, then you can ask for it, and yep. it doesn't cost them anything. Most of these are e-zines, so they're not. They're, they're not. Produ- you, you can send them the copy for the or the layout for the ad. So it's not costing them anything to give you a free ad, and they're getting all your free content. So it, it's a, a great way to do that. And it's a whole new way for authors to think about book promotion. Things that that actually will help get your special, your book, and your message, your important message, your unique message out into the world. Uh, thank you so much, Brian Judd, for being with us. Brian is the author of the book, How to Make Real Money Selling Books. And as I said, and clearly has demonstrated, a special sales guru. You can find out all about the services he offers, plus all kinds of free information and articles that Brian has put together to help authors at his website, bookmarketingworks.com. He even has his email address and phone number on his website. (laughs) You're a very brave man, and I won't announce it, but it's right there for you in case you need it. Um, Brian, will you come back and talk to us more about book promotion? I would really enjoy that, Claudia. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, share the podcast episode with a fellow author or leave a review. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show details while on your app and you'll see the review option. Thanks in advance for your support. Remember, my new book, Get Your Book Seen and Sold, The Essential Book Marketing and Publishing Guide, written with co-author Julie Marquette, is on sale today wherever you buy books. It's your personal guide and resource to get your book seen and sold.